Damn Night. Welcome to All Damn Night, the greatest music podcast in history. I am your host, Brandon Richardson, joined as always by... Resident expert, Sean. And uh, Sean, how you doing tonight? Doing great. A little bit relaxed. Uh, well, we're going to change for next that. week. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, I did. I, I will say that usually I have no idea what we're talking about on these episodes. But I was warned by uh, through the grapevine that this was going to be a particularly mind-bending series of events to about to unfold. Bang so the it, gong. Get it on, dude. Right. So I, I've been trying to take it easy this week, lower my blood pressure, get some exercise, catch up on sleep. So I think I'm ready to go. Uh, that's all not well and good, but <laughs> we'll see. No, um, so this is, if you haven't heard us before, usually we're a music uh, history podcast. So what we'll do is pick a story from music history, either on the micro or macro level, and kind of pick it apart and, and um, go over it and then um, link history to music and music to history and have a good old time with it. But tonight, not so much. These are my oh, no. my personal favorites to do. Uh, these... Let me guess, this is a Conspiracy Corner episode. Sean, 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 Sean. <laughs> Let me say it. Let me say it. It's Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, oh, my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Before it... we get started, let's tell everyone about the website and all that. Okay, yeah. So um, if you haven't already, check us out on alldamnight.com. Um, we are going to have, we got, we're kind of retrofitting the website now. So we've got some cool stuff that's coming up, and like everything in life has been going crazy. We have a, if you haven't looked outside your window, there's crazy stuff going on all the time. So um, we, you know, we've been piecing things together, but we're retro. We got the website going, and we um, are going to have several things up there: merch store, link to all of our social media um, accounts. Um, all of our episodes are be linked up there. Um, if you all also are meet the artist page um also a link to our patreon we're cranking out patreon content now um we're gonna kind of uh do some stuff to the levels there and give you guys some options yeah, and, exclusive and, content too yeah yeah you know like it's one of those things where like it's it really does work out well because it's going to be really affordable and it's stuff that we don't even really have the continuity or the time to put on the itunes feed it, it really is like extra stuff we could, we're doing listening parties which is a uh, a thing we started doing on uh, kind of on, on the patreon uh we had a great time doing our first one it's, it's up on itunes if you haven't checked it out it's the uh, yeah. guns and roses um it's our, it's our last episode from the last time we recorded this guns and roses upset for destruction but uh we listened to the whole album or live show with you uh Break it down, give you little facts and tidbits as we go. It's a good thing to hang out and have a drink to or whatever you do to. And um, we we just had a blast doing it. We're going to be cranking out a lot of good content there. And um, definitely uh, are, are happy with it, proud of it, and think uh, we've got some good stuff that's going to be coming up there. So make sure you check that out. Am I missing anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. Alldamnight.com is the yes. website. Yeah. The website. And uh, worst case scenario with the Patreon, you just get to listen to a good album. Yeah. It's it's actually, yeah. It's, it um, <laughs> hopefully will expose you to some good albums. And it's just nothing better than, you know, having a, uh, a good time with your buddies. That's us, me and Sean and you, uh, listening to an album. So we figured why not bring a little of our magic to the magic that's already made. <laughs> right? No, I we, like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, so 
Anything else we need to cover before we jump in here? I think that's pretty much it. We got new t-shirts coming real soon. They are. But, they're uh, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty cool. I like them. Yeah. I so, think uh, now we got like five or six designs we can work with. So, and we're talking coffee mugs and koozies too, right? Yeah, definitely and, koozies. Yeah, if you got sure. any like you know ideas for merch that you guys would like to see, email us. us. You know, yeah, yeah. Sean at all damn night, Brandon at all damn night. We'll cover it all again at the end of the show. Don't worry if you missed it right there. No need for the fifteen second back button. We'll we'll get it again. <laughs> um, so, without any further ado, we are going to jump into a topic that is the. It lays a base. We will be always kind of not. We'll, we'll be continually retouching this base. Um, we've already kind of set a groundwork for it with Free Britney and some other stuff that we've touched on. Okay. Um, All right. So maybe. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, are you enjoying any of this research at this okay. point? You know, like, are I you feel like this needs to be told to the world. Absolutely. But I generally okay. need need. Uh, I mean, I generally enjoy. The conspiracy stuff. But on this one, it's one of those where it's like just trying to round up the basics on this has been uh, uh, a nightmare. And it is – it's you. there's surprisingly like few resources out there for what we're going to talk about. And what we're going to talk about tonight, if you know conspiracies at all, uh, isn't going to be new to you. So we're going to kind of break into this. If you, Sean, I sent you some pictures before we got started. Yes, I did get that. Yeah, let me pull it up now. Okay, so I'm looking at some crazy face masks, like Mad Max type shit. So that is Lady Gaga at the most recent. Are you sure? Video Music Awards, the reputable and reverent Video Music Awards hosted by MTV. I would have no way to tell if that is her or not. So she's wearing, that's her, guaranteed. And she's wearing a succession of weird-looking masks. Like, weird, like, demonic, robot-looking things. Yeah, it's it's like a Mad Max anime. It's really weird. Very strange. Is it, and you notice this kind of behavior in lots of our, like, top celebrities. And, like, sure, there's a lot to be said for eccentricity, but there starts to be, like, very... Odd things that start to happen. Everybody from Taylor Swift to Kanye West to Britney Spears to run on down the line of most of the celebrities that you've known that have been in the upper echelon of entertainment for the last right six decades. But you know what? I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat right now and you said say anything about a tinfoil hat. I'm going to put on oh, my yeah. conspiracy tinfoil hat and say that it's very easy for the public to say, oh, well, they're not being mind controlled they're just um crazy rich celebrities like uh maybe it's like uh it's an easy way to say oh well they get the benefit of the doubt there's no way that they're working with the cia well so they're you're quite well versed on our topic so far so did you see the other video that we were that of lady gaga like walking out of the hotel that's i didn't watch it no so she walks out really slow and under a trance and this is just a case study here like a quick case study before we jump in Someone that's like either very eccentric to a, a well, like pathological level, or is under the influence and/or control of something larger than themselves. It's almost like she's hypnotized or something. Bingo! Right? Yes, it seems that way. Or she's trying to hypnotize. I don't know. It's the fun of this. Either that, or it's just all for attention. She's fucking and, nuts. Yeah. So okay, before we crazy okay 
There's a lot to cover here. <laughs> Let's take it slow. All right. We'll so get us, we'll some, get through as much as we can tonight. There are so this is gonna be a multi parter. There are some Ooh, who believe exciting. That Lady Gaga and many like her and uh, the VMAs, MTV, major news networks, record labels, websites, and movie studios are all part of and are party to one of the deepest, darkest conspiracies out there. The CIA's MK Ultra. Yes. Okay. All now, right. If you don't I applaud about you, Ultra, sir. First of all, if you know anything about conspiracies that you, after you, I'd like to say um, if Brandon is not heard from in the next twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. um, we need to start looking for him. I would say don't eat, don't even bother. <laughs> There's much point at this. So. Chalk it up to another Clinton body count and <clears throat> what? Excuse me. God bless you. Oh, so, sorry, allergies here. You know. Yeah. So um, it's this, the mold. It yeah. is. It is really heavy here in Austin. So <laughs> now there's a lot to cover. Um, some of which is irrefutably true. Some is only marginally evidenced. But all of it presents uh, to we present it as an, an attempt to paint an as accurate a picture as holistic of a picture as possible. So. If you're not ready for the deep dive, then call your mommy and tell her you ride home. <laughs> Otherwise, sit down, strap in, and hold on, because we're going deep. This is MK Ultra and Music, the story of hypnosis, hippies, hip-hop, and horror, all on All Damn Night. Yes. All right. I'd like to uh, begin this episode by saying that we know that MK Ultra exists. Yes, absolutely. We know, we know that these types of things are happening. This is not, um, you're right, because we made the tinfoil hat joke. Um, a lot of these, you know, there's always a mix. Um, and then what the ratio of reality versus truth or reality versus fiction is, is always kind of up to the listener to discern. But there's always a ratio of like, well, what's true and what's not. This, right. at least as far of most of the stuff we're going to talk about, um, we'll get into it, but it's, it's documented, uh, yeah. put out by the Central Intelligence Agency themselves. Right. And so now, whether that's a ruse or whatever. Right. No, yeah, that's either way, even like, if it is just a fooling tactic, it is real. The old 4D, uh, quest, 4D chess question about, about whether there are, uh, you know, a step ahead of you in some direction that you're not right. seeing, you know. Um, but one thing, one thing I wanted to cover. So I was wondering how to approach this one. And I thought, you know, this is more of a, this is more, all of our, our conspiracy stuff is usually more of a fellowship, a conspiracy fellowship than okay, like a yeah. lecture. So if you have things you want to add, uh, you know, you can email us, let us know the stuff that you think might tie in or that you think this is directed towards. So this right. isn't the all end all it, final answer. It might help. It might help the outcome of the episode finale as well. We're, too. We're laying a base and we're opening some doors. here. Yeah. That's what we're looking to do. Okay. So we're not going to go down with the ship alone. We're taking all of y'all. And everybody's coming us. straight <laughs> to the bottom. So project MK, so Sean's right. This is the first thing that we're going to, we're going to cover here uh, from Wikipedia. Project MK Ultra. We talked a little bit about this in the Ken Kesey episode. Yes, 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I was going to, there's going to be episodes we've already done that kind of piece this together. So that's really, that's going to help us out a lot. The Ken Kesey episode is going to be big. As we go, we'll kind of give you guys uh, references to go back to. And then in, in the show notes, we'll link the episodes. So you'll be able to, you'll be able to find them. Because, um, awesome. yeah, there's stuff that we've already kind of covered that uh, there are pieces to this puzzle that, that will be really kind of congruous with what we're going to talk about. So, yeah, like Sean was saying, project, a little awkward pause there, always good on the, uh, mm. on the <laughs> project MK Ultra was brought edit this in. I felt, I felt it was a very comfortable pause, honestly. Waiting to hear like a, like a <laughs> goat getting their head chopped off or something. <laughs> hey, hey, quiet down back over there. I'm sorry. Did you, you didn't so, hear that, did you? <clears throat> project MK Ultra was first brought to public attention in 1975 by the Church Committee of the United States Congress and Gerald Ford's United States President's Commission on CIA Activities within the United States, also known as the Rockefeller Commission. Nothing mm. there okay. sounds sounds good at all. None no, of that. None That's of not, that. Not yeah. one, not one just, syllable. It just made me think how much that they're not telling us. Like, this is the bit of, this is the easy softball information that they did give us. So we would be like, okay, whatever. That yeah. one statement was the plinko of conspiracy theory. If you got a bunch of conspiracy theories in your head, <laughs> it just went like bing, 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 bing. Oh, it's this one. Oh no, they mean this one. Oh no, they, I'm sorry, they mean this one. Oh, they're oh, they're this one. Okay. So, <laughs> this week on this con this con the conspiracy's right. <laughs> we're gonna talk about what we do know first. So this is all stuff that is real, uh, or that is documented and and it, right. let's say bettered. some might say yep. released some might say redacted and some might say admitted so um whatever verbiage you want to use there so in world war ii um infamous uh, nazi concentration camps were run in the european theater um also and also several pow camps um, also in the, in the Pacific Theater, several infamous POW camps, and um, if you have you ever heard of Unit Seven Three One? Um, which one was the uh, the one we covered with the guy with the band? What, what was that like? Six something. The guy with the band. Uh, so much quality content. Sometimes I get <laughs> we covered uh, the flying uh, or the. The military band, it was like the infamous, uh, really, char oh, uh, the, 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 pan the, the, uh, the Hellcats. Hellcats, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, so this is, this, that's World War One. This one is, Unit 731 is actually a Japanese um, experimental facility okay. that they would bring prisoners of war to, and that could be men, women, or children, um, and then they would perform it and they would perform experiments that are just hard to really kind of wrap your head around, whether that mm. would be like how long it would take someone to freeze to death, how long it would take someone to burn to death, how long, oh, wow. how long it would take to like dissolve someone in acid, how long it would take to or like, it just, just all these human experiments. Same thing in the Nazi concentration camps. Like if yeah, they, they were pretty fucked. Yeah, right. If they cut this or that appendage off, how long would it take for the person to die? Or like, right. it, um, it would skin people alive, burn people alive. They were obsessed with death. twins too. And a big part, right? A big part of their um, human experimentation 
It was focused on mind control, how to break people's minds, how to take over people's minds, how to control and manipulate and mold people's subconsciouses and conscious actions. That was a huge part of like psychologically, let's not mince words here, psychologically torturing prisoners um, through a variety of means, whether that's, you know, repeatedly playing a phrase or a song over and over, confining them, doing both, uh, exposure to a variety of tortures and beatings, um, you know, any any number of, uh, you know, dunking in water, waterboarding, any number of... Yeah, uh, their sleep deprivation was a big sleep one. Sleep deprivation, uh, absolutely. Um, they ran tons and tons of these experiments on uh, mind control and physical limitations on uh, prisoners of war, uh, both civilian and of uh, uh, military. Is that not a war crime? Absolutely, yeah. They were. That's why so many were tried and caught. So this okay. is where bingo, bingo. So this is what this is what happened. We've already kind of covered before. Like I said, we're going to reference a lot of episodes. We've covered before the moon landing, right? Project Paperclip. Where, oh, I'm glad you finally admit it. Thank you, thank you. But Project Paperclip is where they brought in Nazi scientists who had developed jet engines. Yes. To to develop. Uh, well, can we be fair and say that they may or may not have been Nazis? You know, they were forced to do what they were good at for the Nazis. Some of them may very well have been Nazis. So, um, on a lot of that, theoretically, possibly, um, a lot of these positions were held by pretty ardent uh, uh, national socialists. Really? Okay. Yeah, because of the the levity of their position. Mm. But um, you... I would even travel that road a little bit further with you on the uh, Project Paperclip. But on what happened here, uh, many of these people were what you would call, like, you know, like the, the phrase is the true believer, right? Okay. Like the, the, the one, someone that is, if... Uh, they, they're, they're so devoted to the cause that they'd give their life for it. Absolutely. Or someone okay. else's, right? Okay. Yeah. Um so, uh, according to author Stephen Kinzer, a noted American journalist, he did lots of work on this subject, uh, Nazi, and American, Nazi and Japanese doctors who worked at these death camps um, and had performed ex- the experiments we mentioned before were brought in to disclose their techniques and findings to the CIA. This Holy would shit. lead them to avoid prosecution at the Nuremberg trials and leave that heat right. to the largely more kind of nominal figure. Can you imagine being at that yeah, roundtable discussion? Mm-hmm. And, and so, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, "Yes, this sounds bad, but we have nice, comfy beds and great room service." But <laughs> and to play devil's advocate here, it's like, well, would you, would you? Let's so there's a couple couple roads to travel there. It's like, well, the, if the Amer- if America is this uh, trusted good guy, would you rather that that, that information gathered by evil sources? stays in evil hands or be used for america hey listen man sure you gotta you gotta break a few omelets break a few omelets to make an egg yeah absolutely yeah so so there yeah we're going to be kind of wading through a different number of theories here that's not really what i what i believe um what we're going to get into what this all kind of hinges on is the the cold war and the fact that um it was, it was believed that we had to do anything and everything to stay one step ahead of Russia. And what? And do you think? Would you put it? It's like if you're in a fight, if you're in a boxing match, 
you're in an MMA fight. And the guy, like, hides a knife in his trunks and then, like, is willing to... I've already got a knife, though. Right? Sure, sure. But if he hides it, shanks you, and then, like, hides it again... Should you go into that fight with no knife in your trunks or and just saying, like, I don't do that? Or would you rather, like, at least have one on? Oh, no way. I already had one on me. That's so point. that's yeah. kind of what we're looking at here. So whatever Russia would do to us, we had to be willing to do the same to them. It's so a scary bring, concept to think about. It really is. Sure. And um, bringing it, in these nothing, scientists is yeah. not beyond them, right? There's like, nothing honorable about this. No, nope, uh, it is... This is, um, you know, many would say, like, this is warfare. And, like, I'm not wrong about that one because it's, like, this is, um, this is, if you don't do it to them, they are going to do it to you. Yeah. I mean, so it's going to happen. You know, over a half a century of that. Right. Yeah. And you got to look at it like, you know, it's it's almost survival at that point. Um, Not even warfare. It's like, you know, this guy's going to kill me. I got to do everything it, I can. And they're not looking at it as an, on this micro kind of personal level. They're looking at it like national survival. Right. Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't. It was a. It was a binary choice. Like, was it going to be the Soviet Union who prevailed or the United States? And like, those are the the only two that could you know possibilities that were seen. Can so, you remind me uh, again who won? Uh, yes, I can. We did. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, I'll tell you how, uh, one of the reasons we did win. No we offense brought to in, four Russian listeners, by the way. No, 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 no. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah. you know, what, what, the, what we did, the CIA brought in 120 German, sh- German scientists, engineers, and technicians who had helped develop the Saturn V launch vehicle. Yeah, they got us uh, to the moon. For, yeah, Operation Paperclip. Uh, other prominent, so this is all kind of under the, um, Operation Paperclip is most well-known for the NASA tie, right? Yeah. Tied to the, to the landings, or to the, uh, the moon program. Realistically, uh, they had intercontinental ballistic missiles that they were using. And that, right. Between, so that was another, that yeah. was like kind of the yeah, their big... And that, big that was the, the, the way that they could get away with it. Oh, well, look, we're going to do what this passionate president, Catholic, by the way, wants us to do. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get the American people to the moon. But... Under the radar, we're going to build an arsenal willing, you know, capable of destroying the entire world. Right. You know? And so, and then also under that, we, but we all kind of know it under the auspices of the, of the moon program, the moon landing program. Um, but we, what's kind of got slid in underneath there uh, to, to, to help build MK Ultra, uh, there was Dr. Hubertus Stroghold, who played an important role in space medicine by developing space suits and other life support systems. In June 1948, he put a rhesus monkey named Albert and a pressurized nosicone. Oh, wait. Uh, Nosicone. I'm an idiot. (laughs) There's an episode of The Simpsons where they call Homer, Homer starts smoking weed, and they call him Springfield's favorite pothead, and they're like, that's pothead. In the pressurized nose cone of a V two <laughs> rocket, I'm sitting here trying to think to myself. You know, I, I'm I'm doing my best here to get on this conspiracy train, and I'm thinking, what weapons do you think they put on the moon when they landed that first time? There's got to be something good that they brought up there. Albert they, the Reese's monkey. Oh well, yeah. I mean, the monkey obviously, but what was the monkey guarding? Like they left all that the lander and the. The rover, and there's got to be some all kinds of bombs or whatever have you on there. I'll tell you two things. I'll, with the monk, I'll tell you two things. Oh, okay. 
Two things with absolute certainty. Albert the Reese's monkey wasn't guarding shit. Maybe the monkey was that vicious that they put him on the boot because he was well, just going to destroy it. Point number two. <laughs> Albert the Reese's monkey is dead. <laughs> Sorry, PETA. They, they beat you to it. He's dead. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, that sounds innocuous enough, but it's like, think about the human experiments you would have had to done to play an important role in developing spacesuits and other life support systems, right. maybe like uh, air pressure and oxygen people. deprivation. Right? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. So General Reinhard Galen, uh, former head of head of Nazi intelligence operations against the Soviets. Quick point, the Soviet and Nazi war on the Eastern Front would have been the largest war in history. So that is a massive massive position this guy holds uh he was hired by the u.s army and later by the cia to operate 600 ex-nazi agents in the soviet zone of occupied germany in who is 19- this guy this is general reinhardt galen okay and in 1948, CIA Director Roscoe Hillenkoter assumed control of the so-called Galen Organization. Lots of German names flying around here. A little too many to make you comfortable. You sure it's not pronounced Nosicone? <laughs> it could be. I was I was looking for some kind of some kind of uh, accent there. You having fun? You having fun? I'm having a good. Hope job. you're all having a good time. So. German biologist Dr. Kurt Blom was hired to develop offensive and defensive capabilities to counter Soviet biological warfare activities. Oh, wow. Think about what you'd have to do in research to learn about chemical warfare effects on the body. Right. That's a good point. They're outsourcing all of this terrible, horrible shit. So would you rather, like, the experiments be done again, or would you rather the knowledge be done away with, or would you rather that we just not participate in this? Well, I mean, I was thinking, I wonder if there were some expendable people on our side that we let get caught and experimented on because we needed this information. I see you're already, you're thinking, you're thinking, boom, 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 right. got synapses firing. I like it. Okay. I like it. this is CIA fellowship. I dig right. it. So, uh, in 1949, the CIA created the Office of Scientific Intelligence, which, that sounds so, that sounds really, so fucking yeah. Soviet to me. Yeah, like, it that really That sounds does. like the most Russian thing in the world. Like, yeah. The CS, anyways, they created the Office, Office of Scientific Intelligence. Its first director, Dr., I'm going to say, Vilhard Mockley, okay. traveled, no, not Dr. Wilhard, traveled to Germany <laughs> to set up a special program to interrogate Soviet spies, a quote-unquote special program. The CIA believed the Russians had developed mind control programs and wanted to know how U.S. spies uh, would hold up against their capability if caught. Oh, this is all from... What did I take this from? This one is... This is also from a Wikipedia article. Well, another another thing that we're kind of glossing over is... At this point that we're in, in history that we're talking about, mind control, quote unquote, already existed. Like war propaganda films sure. and uh, things like that definitely played a part in controlling how people felt. And so, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's the, the magic of Zoom, folks. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Skype. Yes. Yeah. Skype. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck, Cameron? 
If yeah. they ain't sponsoring us, I'm not calling them out by specific <laughs> names. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's pronounced uh, Skippe. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was gonna. You having a good? Everyone's just having a good <laughs> long laugh. Poor old Brandon. So uh, no, so that brings me to a uh, uh, there's there's another Simpsons uh, scene. I kept think because there's so many MK Ultra references in the Simpsons, and I. I grew up on the Simpsons, so like it kept like kind of coming back to me. Um, there is one where um, Bart goes in to talk to these Navy recruiters about joining the Navy, okay. and and Lisa and Bart go in and they say like, "Well, we have three levels of recruiting: um, the liminal, <laughs> the subliminal, and the superliminal. Liminal <laughs> meaning like you know, like they talk to you, like you are now, like like you go to a recruiting booth and talk to them. Yeah, uh, subliminal." Meaning, like it's hidden messages and stuff, right? Like in music yeah. and in movies. Okay. Right? And then the superliminal, and and Lisa goes like, "Well, what's superliminal?" And he walks over to the window and opens the window and just like leans his head out, and there's some guys standing on the corner, and he's like, "Hey, you, join the navy!" <laughs> just like, oh, okay. <laughs> some people just need to be told what to do. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, think about kind of these things that the. All of these guys' job descriptions sound really... The more innocuous their job description sounds, the more non-threatening it sounds, the more horrific it likely was, right? Yeah, and I don't believe that their job description is what they were doing for a living, either. No, I mean, it's just a, it's a colloquial way of kind of saying right. what they were doing. Well, so the whole kind of nexus of this here is that the CIA believed the Russians had developed mind control programs and wanted to, you know, to, to use U.S., uh, wanted to know how U.S. spies would hold up against this capability if they were caught. Um, so they started this whole concept of a Manchurian candidate that they thought, like, there's a Denzel Washington movie called Manchurian Candidate and another older 60s predecessor to that. But basically, it's kind of like the Born Identity, where they they okay, yeah, form and mold this subconscious, and maybe even um, kind of if the mind is like a computer, they put this software in there that is like dancing or singing or you know oratory skills or whatever right it seems like uh, that new neural link that elon musk is working on they could really give somebody a new personality with software i gotta tell you man like i wouldn't hang out alone with elon musk <laughs> not because i think he's threatening he just weirds me out he is pretty weird i like his products I think yeah. he's of uh, a, a innovative guy, innovative guy. I can't fucking pronounce anything today, but um, yeah, weird dude. Yeah, I think he I wears leather think. jackets at inappropriate times. <laughs> <laughs> well, he spends he spends all his time working on space travel and getting us to Mars, not catching up on the latest fashion trends. Well, he's got as close to Mars as any of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's so. What they wanted, yeah, they wanted to kind of develop this Manchurian candidate. So they developed the Operation Bluebird. Um, Bluebird eventually kind of morphed through a couple iterations in MK Ultra. Um, so what this kind of this all started when the CIA came up with all these theories and and kind of what would you say like coalesced the idea that we should use the research that we needed the research and we needed to be able to do anything the Soviets would do to us and not only be able to do it to them retaliatory 
in a right. retaliatory manner, but do them do it to them offensively. So this yeah. was greenlit. There's going to be a, if you're a conspiracy nut, there's lots of good names in here for you. Greenlit by Alan Dulles, the head of the CIA. So Alan's brother John Dulles eventually became the Secretary of State, and both were uh, instrumental in the United States being involved in the uh, the Vietnam War. Oh, These wow. guys had their fingerprints mm-hmm. in everything. They're like the Podestas of the. 50s and 60s like their hands are just in every nook and cranny of weird deep state operations well i mean it's 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 hard to imagine one family having that much power but then again there's the the clintons like you mentioned earlier and the kennedys and several kennedys but yeah like the, the amount of collective information that's dangerous um and I think that's part of the reason why they were all, especially the Kennedys, why they were assassinated, is that they had that family knowledge. And you know they talked about it to each other. Well, see, a lot of people will say that, and I honestly, man, if I had to, when I think of like a poster child of MK Ultra, I think of Sirhan Sirhan, the, the okay. guy who assassinated Bobby Kennedy. Okay. Because uh, there was just no, he... Um, you know, I didn't research him a ton specifically, but I've read a lot about him in the past. So he saw a woman in a spotted dress, and that was supposed to be his signal, and it sent him off just uh, like Manchurian candidate style. Uh, he has like no recollection of the events, but everything that happened happened in this really weird succession. Like, none of it, not a lick of it makes any sense, and they're not telling us the whole story at wow. all. So, um, <laughs> Yes, I agree. Like the deep state is always probably the deep state has definitely always had it in for the Kennedys. When I think of the poster so, child for MK Ultra, I think of O.J. Simpson from Naked Gun. That's true. I can see that. I can see that. There's a touch of that there. No, 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 it, no. It was uh, not O.J. Simpson. It was the baseball player. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, what was his name? Can't remember his name. We're gonna get. We're gonna get murdered for Rich. this. Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, great, great content. So this all started with fantastic content. <laughs> Check us out on Patreon. The uh, logic. So Project Bluebird um, was kind of based around interrogation techniques, how to get information. Project, it kind of, it didn't morph into Project Artichoke, but it was like, well, we need these things too. So Project Artichoke started up. This is in the late 1940s. Uh, they wanted to develop that Manchurian candidate. Both sought, the kind of common theme, common thread running through here, is that both sought to control the mind of an individual and get them to perform a variety of acts, um, up to and including assassinations. Like Project Bluebird, I mean, and Project Artichoke wanted to like brainwash someone and get them to assassinate people. So this was really all about brainwashing or controlling the minds of your people, right? Not the other people. They were, so they that's re- going to be another thing. Like I think it was to have the capability to do that, to, okay. to, to bring to do that to your enemy. But it seems like they used it domestically a lot, and I've right. really struggled with like the why behind it. Because it, what we're going to talk about, it's it will, it's hard to really kind of define a why. That's kind of why I said like we're hopefully going to put our minds together here because a lot of the limited resources, and I mean like there's. A material, but there's not as much material as you would think on MK Ultra in music. And MK Ultra, when you're talking mind control, like music has been the modicum for mind control 
for since its inception, right? Like that's kind oh, of yeah. what music is. It's just like, well, what level are you controlling the mind? Like, is it a one or a ten on a scale of one to ten? Like, is it enough? It seems is it like are though... you chilling on the couch or are you, are you <laughs> ready to like go like break down a brick wall because you're so pumped right. up from whatever song you listen to? Uh, and I think this that that entire spectrum is valid, but it seems as though in it's in its inception controlling your own mind with like tantric beats and substances and hallucinogens was the the end result and then it took a very long time for before somebody realized hey well maybe we can get this person to dance around like a chicken and i'll laugh at him you know what i mean or like maybe we can you know get him to assassinate a leader or charge an enemy position with no questions or run on down the line of like no recollection of it so if they were caught and interrogated they would be you know useless to the enemy like basically what can we do to make our citizens assets of the state rather than like protectorates of the state right protectants of the state um, so, you know, MK Ultra itself officially started in 1953. Its development was focused on hallucinogens and subliminal messaging. So, a uh, little um, all damn night factoid. The main, um, or at least documented, the main um, test subject for MK Ultra was uh, Whitey Bulger. One of the big, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah, one yeah. of the main ones. And, um, they dosed him with like unthinkable thousands of hits of yeah. acid while he uh, was in prison. Yeah. And yeah. we talked about, um, we're going to, so it was fully, it was started in 53, right? Finally disclosed in 70, 75. Um, in the, in between there, a lot changed in America, right? Like more than maybe any time in American history, short of like the civil war mm-hmm. like, or the revolutionary war, because it, it's like from 53 to 75 in those 20 years, like you had, such substantial political and social upheaval that like it was un really unseen at, especially in the levels of which it came from young people yeah. and it came from this counterculture that wasn't there before there was no counterculture and then all of a sudden it was the biggest thing in the world it was like the if regular culture was a thousand pound weight there was it wasn't that like there was a one pound weight in 1953 and then it started building to a thousand pounds over twenty years. It was just like, oh, there's another thousand pound weight now. Called yeah. the counterculture, and they like balance each other. It was just very like it just appeared out of night, uh, out of nowhere, overnight. Well, um, it seems as though that that counterculture wasn't that massive in numbers, but they were very vocal and upfront in people's faces about yes. what they were trying to get done. That's absolutely. So, absolutely true. So their weight was you know, equalized to the, to the, the main population by just sheer effort, uh, and, and what they really want. And, and just, you know, voicing their opinions in public ways. Uh, and I, but okay. Let's say their focus here is on, I guess my overarching point is, uh, to kind of reinforce that their focus here is on hallucinogens and subliminal messaging. And Hell, again, yeah. When in American history was there more in a twenty-year period more hallucinogens or subliminal messaging in American history than in the period from nineteen fifty-three to nineteen seventy-five? I don't believe there was never yeah. and never and hasn't been since. Like and it, it it was at its best quality during that time period as well. So there was legitimate medical grade hallucinogens and uh, being so distributed. Yeah. They're 
the prevailing argument in MK Ultra circles is that that was a design of the CIA. So uh, the CIA kind of like did, the crack thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Not, not dissimilar. So with this to 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 disrupt an entire subculture. Right. So what the so what they did here, um, their scope was really broad. They uh, they had research undertaken more at more than eighty institutions. This included. At first, it started with just like getting soldiers to volunteer. But then they needed people who either were unknowing as to like what they were signing up for or literally completely in the dark as to anything going on at all. And we're just and public figures. They needed people that were famous too. Right. And they needed, yeah. they needed people. Well, this, this will kind of evolve into um, either putting people in those positions or exploiting people in those positions. Um, so the, the research was a really broad scope, 80 different institutions, uh, and they, they would start with volunteers. Um, then they would kind of spread their scope out through universities, hospitals, prisons, eventually, and then pharmaceutical companies. The CIA operated using a front using front organizations. So like different. Oh, I'm a we're a psychological research association, or we're a uh, like they would. No, make you're that. not. You drug criminals. No, 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 no. Here's my card. <laughs> uh, although sometimes top officials at these institutions were aware of the CIA's involvement. So, like, if you're the dean and the, pre the president of the, of the university, yeah. you'd be. Uh, that's where that's one. where uh, Ken Kesey got started in this. Is he went to the university hospital? Absolutely. So this is there. There's a lot of people that think that Ken Kesey was used as a means to disseminate uh, hallucinogens and the kind of tune in, turn out, turn on. Uh, uh, Phenomena, right? That yeah. he was a dissemination point for the CIA to get that, get the LSD, and get that message out to the masses. And then the music would do. He was also a prime candidate for a test subject. He was in perfect I mean, health, very health, smart. Yeah, in so. academia, yeah. right? Uh, a charismatic kind of guy. Yeah. And if you gave him plenty of backing and a mission to do, uh, I think he could take that that uh, wheel and roll it pretty far. So they got into, the CIA got into, you know, they're in labs, they're in universities. Then they got into Operation Midnight Climax, which is kind of another, like, sub-operation of MK Ultra, where they were going into whorehouses in uh, in San Francisco. And oh, they, yeah, I'm sure they, they were. Yeah. Dose the Johns and then kind of observe their reactions, because they would know, like, they would never go out and tell someone, I was at this whorehouse, and this weird stuff right. happened. So they were confident that they would be, you know, completely fine. What a great idea! And I got to you got to hand it to him. It's pretty smart. Shit. <laughs> I mean, like you know, you got to give the devil the deal. Like, oh man, give it him his credit when credit is due. It's not the least. So <laughs> it's use and entertainment. Is one, I can't believe he lost to Charlie Daniels. I know. Well, I can't. I can't. Absolutely, I can't. He's losing again right now, every day, while Charlie Daniels fiddles away in heaven. Um, it's it's kind of hard to pin down though. This is kind of like have you seen the Truman Show? Every yeah. conspiracy theorist has a Truman Show moment where they feel like they're part of the this world is like a giant construct. So it's kind of hard to pin down. Technically schizophrenia, but uh, you say me schizophrenia, if, tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> you know? Correct me if I'm wrong. One no man's effect. schizophrenia is a is another man's uh, hey. prophetic nature. To but, each their own. So it's what they're. It's not all of entertainment, but you gotta wonder. Like a lot of times, what's the what's the common theme we've seen, especially in the last like sixty years? It was like pop stars. Yeah, and there would be a scene created where there was no scene. 
Like, it's in people who are desperate to be famous. It's like when, water parks that just keep popping up in the desert. It's yeah, like, where's all this water coming are from? Are these like naturally here or are you guys building them? It, just from what I've seen, the crazy people in the music industry are either producers, money grabbing producers, mm-hmm. um, or, or little boy touching producers, <laughs> or, or it's like uh, vulnerable young uh, helpless women or uh, something like that, just trying it's, to trying to be famous and be a singer in Hollywood. Wolves and sheep, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you ever read a, a famous book in psychology, is On Killing by De- uh, Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, and he talks about um, three types of people: there being sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Right? Like the sheep are the people that don't even know anything's going on; they just kind of go yeah. with the flow. The wolves are the ones that'll kill and eat those people, and the sheepdogs are the one that protect them from the wolves. And yeah. there's essentially no sheepdogs in the music or entertainment industry. Like, it is wolves well, and... Sh- what about Mr. Rogers? Wolf. Really? Just like a good wolf. Oh, my God. A good wolf. What about D. Wolf Snyder? with a heart of gold. Um, sheepdog. I, you know, that... I, no, not a sheepdog. He's a smart guy on a lot of levels, so... <clears throat> but like no, as far as like did did D Snyder like stood up for free speech, but did he like prevent like mind control from happening or sex maybe trafficking not. from happening? Yeah. Probably maybe not. maybe his album or his all his shows were mind control and he did he say was, that he like, wasn't gonna take it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Oh, man. Um, so the CIA uh has He did admitted, say that. Yeah, that's true. The CIA was attempting <clears throat> to or did find a means by which to control or influence the thinking and cognition of the American population. Which, I mean, if fucking General Mills can do it with, like, Lucky Charms commercials, yeah, I mean, the CIA's got to be able to do it. So divide and conquer, I think, is their big theme here. Uh, A house divided against itself cannot stand. Right. Who said that? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Close enough. We'll take it. You do know who said it. Email us, and we'll give you a free month of Patreon. There you go. There we go. That's a powerful incentive. So a house divided against itself cannot stand. They know this, and so they keep the country at odds with each other. And you can do all you like in the shadows, meaning like they keep right. you and yeah. I fighting, and then they can do whatever they want back in the back room. Absolutely, yeah. So Also, they- if you just feed them amazing drugs, they kind of just... yeah. Help want to do drugs and then forget about what they're supposed to be doing. So (laughs) there's a big, like kind of um, like a conservative talking point that I always thought was funny was that the communists were flooding the country with weed because they thought that like weed would make the communists were. Yeah. Like Russia, Russia in the fifties, sixties, seventies was flooding the country with weed because weed would make everyone stoned and not like really care. It literally used to grow like on the side of the road. Come on, that's a, a pretty awesome theory. Like I would, yeah. I would walk around saying that just to say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you got me talking. You're sweet. So, yeah. um, radio stations and media have been hijacked or at best forcibly subsidized, in uh, others by the. Wait, what is it? Oh, sorry. So I meant that the radio, like radio stations, have been. It's hijacked or forcibly subsidized by the U.S. government, like in many, many cases, right? Whether that's like 
through advertising or through direct control. Um, there's tons and tons of uh, uh, counterinsurgency efforts. We don't mean like, I'm not talking about your local, um, you know, Omaha, Nebraska radio station. But the like, there's many, many examples of the United States going into like El Salvador or um, Venezuela, uh, any like lots of South American countries where we were combating communism down there, and then running um, kind of false advertising, radio advertisements, and um, anti-communist propaganda, like where we would hijack the radio station and take huh. it over with our propaganda. I mean, and the same thing kind of with an, another great idea, you know, but hey. You got to hand it to them, yeah. Credit what credit to So this kind of brings us to the theme here of if they're controlling the radio stations and, and TV networks, like who decides who gets on there and where do these like scenes pop up from that they kind of hone in on? And one place that we want to focus in on tonight to get this whole thing started is Laurel Canyon. That is the okay. epicenter of the, the hippie movement, especially the hippie music movement. And Laurel Canyon, Los Angeles in general, before 1964, did not really have a music scene. It didn't, okay. like, it didn't, it didn't really have this like folk singer uh, hotspot thing going on for it. Like it wasn't like where you would go. It, wasn't it uh, New York and and things like that had some music? Exactly. Really, it wasn't okay. really like uh, this. This it was more like movies and TV. So yeah. what what was in Laurel Canyon before the the whole Laurel Canyon? Laurel Canyon was where they recorded this music, where they recorded lots and lots of um, what you would call like the the kind of spawning of the hippie music movement music uh, everything from crosby stills nash and young to the mamas and the papas uh jimmy hendrix uh what else neil young i mean obviously it's crosby stills nash and young uh zappa the grateful dead jackson brown uh zappa's a whole nother level though. dave bowie yeah uh, same with just, bowie yeah, tons tons of uh, almost any hippie act that you can think of. Um, Buffalo Springfield, the Birds, all all came through Laurel Canyon and recorded there. Okay. Um, so in Laurel Canyon, before them, was a place called Lookout Mountain. It was a former defense site, which is yeah, a, okay. It's a private residence today. I think it's owned by Laurel, by a, a, a who's the guy from Thirty Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the U.S. the Air Force military installation produced motion pictures and still photographs for the United States Department of Defense and the Atomic Energy Commission (AEC) from 1947 until 1969. There was a hundred thousand square foot facility built on 2.5 acres in World War II, and it's a, it was an air defense center. Then it got made into a studio in 1947, and its its purpose was kept entirely secret. So this big secret studio in Laurel Canyon, uh, it was one large room with a film laboratory, two different screening rooms, uh, four different editing rooms, an animation studio, a still photo department, uh, sound mixing studio, and numerous climate-controlled film vaults. It used the latest equipment, including the, um, and the studio could process both 35mm and 16mm color motion picture film, as well as black and white still color photographs. It was shut down in 1968. Why do you think they shut it down? 
So it was curious, the timing there, that we had this shutdown in 1968. Um, then at basically the same time frame as this burgeoning music scene with all this footage coming up of the flower right. children celebrating their new carefree lives. It seems as though this, that, again, this was all war propaganda that they were, or propaganda that they were producing. And it was, it was strange because it was anti-war propaganda, right? So this right. is like, is this like a classic, what's called, the, what's known as a Hegelian dialectic, meaning like you, it was developed by Heigl, meaning like you, control both a and b ends of the conflict right mm. so if i was controlling both the confederacy and the union in the civil war in the civil war that would be the hegelian dialectic and then the profits would be amazing and that's what they're saying mm. here is that like there might be that's the whole deep state is like there's a a state beyond the state so we have the state running the vietnam war right but the state beyond the state might want to disrupt the united states um from within by creating this kind of counter movement okay so it's creating disruption could be that within um so we got war over there we got war over here and while all that's going on people are sliding right in and taking care of their anything you want this is all and it's all fueled by lsd right yeah and so california is also the hub of lsd uh, manufacturing yeah um, and so this whole supposed counterculture comes about at the same time they're shutting down this giant film studio and at the same time that the government is running the largest mind control experiment of all time <laughs> so we're going to go to some of the people that pop do you know during all of this let's see in 19 i believe it was 64 right um we had the the start of the Vietnam War officially. Okay, and we had what was called the Gulf of Tonkin. So during that, another awkward pause. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the reference. <laughs> I, I thought Skype quit out. <laughs> so um, what the Gulf Gulf of Tonkin was was this Navy admiral was out on his ship and reported or was instructed to report that he was fired upon by a North Vietnamese vessel. Right, okay. And then the next Even day... Even though he wasn't. That it happened again. Exactly. Then it, And then that was kind of the, the whole spark of like, well, they're shooting at us. We're going to go back and shoot at them and take care of them. Right. And they ended up declassifying it later that it, it never happened. It didn't kind of happen. It never <laughs> happened. And the guy that was in charge of that was named Admiral Stephen Morrison. Oh. And if you look... Any relation to Jim Morrison? Well, you'll see that if you look at his departure picture for heading out to the Gulf of Tonkin, he's with this, like, kind of gangly-looking college kid who is his son, Jim. And a couple years later, in 1966, his son, Jim, would be a dropout at UCLA who joined the Doors. And the Doors are a band. All this happens again and again. The Doors were a band of these kids that were college students that had never played music before. None of them had ever right. bands or done anything. And they all of a sudden go to Laurel Canyon yep. and start and make it like, big. cutting yeah. hit intricate records. And they basically had, there's like hardly any live footage of the Doors. Like yeah. hardly any live stuff from the Doors. They were, I think, like... The band was a good band, personal opinion. 
Jim Morrison, overrated and don't care. Yeah, like, the keyboard player was the the good guy. I did the drummer, keyboard player, yeah. all like, interesting, interesting musicians. But so it's they created something though out of nothing. No, no bassist actually in that band, which is and there was nothing right. And like, yeah. where does this where does this all get constructed? These guys just went from not playing. You play music? Did you go from playing music? And then not playing music to one year, two years later, understanding how to harmonize and construct songs and stuff. There, there was a point in my practicing where it just clicked, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Uh, but that took maybe a decade. That's about usually most yeah. of a decade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the fact that the, the what are the chances that you and four of your buddies all start at the same time and have that moment at the exact same time? Dude, I can't even keep a band together that's just me. <laughs> if you ever tried to have a band, it's damn near impossible. So, I mean, that's anecdotal, but it's true. Uh, so, Jim Morrison closely linked. Uh, a big should hook up with the CIA. They can keep us together. Well, so many of these guys have links with their parents. That the yeah. guys that like came up kind of out of nowhere. Um, David Crosby. He was born from two prominent royal royal European families, like massive mega dynasties. Mm. Like he's a part of a big, long, prominent bloodline. Uh, Jackson Brown, his father was assigned to post-war reconstruction in Germany, and basically a, an acronym or a pseudonym for being oh, wow. involved with the CIA OSS. Absolutely. I got my wheels turning about Jackson Brown, though, because... He's like the perfect weapon. Like the the doors, parents of young kids listening to that were very skeptical of the whole thing from the get go. But Jackson Brown kind of flies right in under that radar on that light side of the rock spectrum. And he's kind of like wholesome and things like that. So, you know, every once in a while, maybe the CIA could slip in, hey, like, uh, kill the Soviets, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, like, there's a, there's, so there's a lot of this. You know, like correlation doesn't mean causation, right? Like it doesn't mean just because their parents are involved in the in the government. Um, and there's, I would say that's a pretty pretty big factor in it, though. Well, so Stephen Stills, his I kept digging and digging on Stephen Stills, and all I could find this makes me even more suspicious than outright coming out and being like, "Yep, he was in the CIA," is <laughs> that it kept saying he's from a quote unquote military family. A okay. moved around off the kid. Military family. Military family. He's from a military family. So, <laughs> okay. I tried to find, like... I looked Did he spend a lot of time in South America? He spent a lot of time in Europe. Um, I don't know. Like, it, so there's a, a lot of... This doesn't mean... It means that, like... Like, it means that the CIA would have had, if these people are, in fact, employees, ready access to some of their um, younger, more impressionable kids... And that could have been potential subjects for this MK Ultra right. project, right? So we're going to go on down the list. Jerry Garcia joined the army in 1960 and then never really talked about it again. Yeah, I didn't even know that about him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. I see the Grateful Dead as kind of a tool of MK Ultra, but I don't the possible tool of MK Ultra. But I don't think Jerry Garcia joining the army is like really. Correlates to anything there. I'm not sure about the Grateful Dead stance. I feel like they were just too high and not giving a fuck. Maybe, maybe not even um, 
overtly. I don't think they, they wrote their songs to influence people through mind control. Right. Just that, like, their dissemination of LSD, like their Ken Kesey link. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they would. Uh, they, they were his his house band at all right. his acid parties. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's keep on. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I also, think they were just blissfully unaware. I think that's yeah, what yeah. was going I, you know, on with being them. Kind of used as a tool. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Same thing for Jimi Hendrix. I would say, like, he was a former paratrooper. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he was. That had anything to do with him being used. I think he was basically like kind of kept on, kept drugged up and exploited. Though, That's what I'm saying. I think that maybe he was force-fed all of that stuff because he was producing things that nobody had ever heard of before. So uh, his, uh, his autopsy autopsy is not consistent with overdose. Oh, wow. So something to think about there mm. maybe for future. Oh, uh, wow. One okay. last thing here. Uh, there's, there's more to this, but Frank Zappa... His dad worked at the top secret Edgewood Laboratory for the Get U.S. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you, all these famous musicians have... That's, that's a small fraction, man. That's like a small, small fraction. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. You wouldn't believe the number of names that just keep coming up. And so these are the ones that I could, in fact, confirm and verify, right? Okay. But there's like so many um, alleged connections with through family that it is just... And then this is just music too. This is not TV, film, right. news. Uh, it is the linkage. Linkages are just mind-boggling. Huh? Yeah, it is. It, it is something that just kind of like, if you don't know, then it's like, oh yeah, you would never assume that. But when you hear it, then you can't unhear it. You're just like, yeah, what? that is. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, it seems as though we we got off all on the wrong foot to begin with. Like, uh, my parents aren't. Working for the government covertly. Yeah, started. Thanks a lot, mom and dad. Yeah, so maybe that's why my music career hasn't popped quite yet. So what hey. do you? So the kind of theory here is that they took Laurel Canyon and made it again this kind of hub, this 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 factory to churn out these hits. Maybe with musicians that weren't even these people playing parts that they couldn't right. play, you know, and then. Um, using this as kind of a, using music as mind control because if you listen to this music it's like not like anything that came out before it's it's got droning tones over yeah. it things um and things that were starting to come up like things that the beatles were using uh, another ooh another victim there um uh, uh john lennon of mk yeah. ultra so you you mentioned you bring up the beatles i would like to say that all kinds of people from multiple generations, when they hear a Beatles song being sung, they can relate the lyrics of that song to something completely different than somebody right. else. So maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Like there's there's layers behind the messages of. These and it songs. could be could that not be like a mass triggering for people? Like right. here comes a song. Right. That right. right. Like that kind of hits something for everybody, and it's like yeah, it's a great song. That's uh, my dog, Colonel. Uh, it's a great <laughs> song, but it doesn't. He is not a, not a fan of the Beatles. <laughs> Apparently not. He's a Stones guy. Uh, <laughs> there seems to be underlying kind of droning tones and repetitiveness that isn't in music before. In what better place to set up shop? Uh, other, it, all the hippies and and weirdos are are hang are fl flocking to that part of town, part of the country at this time, and uh, drugs are readily available. Uh, they're being manufactured there, and I mean, 
it, it seems that they just catch some people off guard or or maybe all of these these government officials with children that happen to be caught up in this in this program or whatever um, caught up quote unquote but right. yeah it it does make you wonder like it seems as though that it's, it's all kind of- it's all just way too big of a coincidence like why would why would every successful musician or pop so- pop star have government parents that doesn't right. make sense now when we so it's when you work in conspiracies right you kind of work you're like a you're like a smoke detector right because okay. you're kind of going like ah like if you hear that like you know michael jackson is was actually like an, a time traveling alien you're like i'm not telling you no Right. I'm gonna tell you no, but there's not a lot of smoke over there, right? right. It's just like that's I'm just not like somebody just quite yet. That's like somebody <laughs> frying eggs, and you're just like, yeah. I mean, that's just like a requisite amount of heat, you know. But, but if you when, say Elvis was at Michael Jackson's funeral, and then, then when, if you're just like, if you're saying, you know, saying that like when all of these these are when all these facts add up, they're like stacking firewood and right. then lighting it on fire right underneath the smoke detector, and you're like, listen, man. <laughs> There's an awful lot of smoke here. I'm pretty sure there's some kind of fire. There's an awful lot of smoke. Because that's a lot of firewood. There's a whole lot. What a, what a great analogy. Holy shit. I mean, yes. it really is. Like, eventually you're just like, I'm not telling you that's true, and I'm not telling you that's true. But then this guy, like, when you start adding it up in the cumulative, you go like, well, did nothing happen then? It seems right. almost impossible that nothing happened. What a big coincidence. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you kind of are left to discern. It kind of ruins music for you because you're left to discern like what was MKUltra and what wasn't. Or what to what extent was my favorite band influenced by MKUltra. Or maybe we have MKUltra to thank for such great music. You could. You very well could. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, other than that, it was pretty jangly crap. Well, it, there was some good Motown. but Well, it's it's a matter, too, of like... Well, where does it stop? And you got to kind of try and figure that out. We know, however, well, we this is one of those things we can't say on record, but we could damn sure assume, right? There's this much smoke that the story does not stop here. No, they no. didn't just create the hippie movement and then quietly peace out into the no. sunset, right? No, this got to be going. It's got to be more the title to talk the episode, about hippies, hip hop, horror, all that good stuff. So we're not done yet. We've just begun <laughs> to broach the topic, to we've, scratch the surface. Barely even talked about music. We've only presented the kind of groundwork to, for you to see the possibilities. Right. And now we're going to keep diving right on in. This is kind of the this is the conclusion of part one. We're going to let everybody have a break for a second. This <laughs> has been an episode we've been waiting to come out with for like weeks and weeks. This has yeah, been a stressful been one to put together. Highly it's, anticipated. A tough one to get out, and uh, so like we said, this is a this is a fellowship of sorts. If you have stuff you want to hit us up with, feedback for part one, let us know. We uh, we're gonna wrap it there with the end of the 1960s. Next up, we got the 70s and 80s, and the uh, the influence on music and media that MK Ultra had through there. Did they stop? We say yeah, no. I don't think so. No I don't, way. I don't think so. When you're winning, like you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. And this <laughs> definitely doesn't know when to walk away. Well, it maybe then it just changed their 
company or name that they operated under because now we have like the Illuminati and American royalty episode where we talk about modern day musicians being affected by agencies. And I, I would say that these are all pieces to the same puzzle. And it's like yeah. if you're looking at it... It's a common as, goal, it seems. As you're looking at it as like a jawbreaker or a Tootsie Pop, it's like, well, what's the outside layer and what's the... Does the Illuminati... I would posit that the Illuminati has the control over the CIA and they are causing these um, exploitative programs to become divisive whether the, and then that means huh? that they're doing that they're doing that not to only the cia but to the kgb and the china's agencies as well right man that's pretty brave of you to say jeez oh, you know what just you might as well just leave your doors unlocked tonight just don't make it any harder than it has to be well, you know what i just think that uh, i i don't want to give i don't want to make <coughs> hillary clinton excuse me i don't want to make God bless you their jobs any easier than they should be because okay. you, you know what yeah. the way that i figure this they're being paid with taxpayer money true they're right? working the money, for you the money for the assassination is coming out of my pocket <laughs> the money for my assassination is coming out of my pocket so why should i make it easier for them i'm paying yeah well either, maybe you should get more involved then instead maybe. of just writing the checks maybe you should want to put some of your time up for for uh for this cause well, if you want less of your money to go to CAA mind control programs <laughs> and more of it to go to podcasts like us, uh, our Patreon, then, uh, we please encourage you to check out our Patreon. Uh, make sure to check that out. Um, got different levels up there. You can choose from like whatever works for you. We got cool stuff coming out that we're going to be kind of continually improving on there. Like we said at the beginning, check us out on alldamnight.com. Yeah, um, we're building the important the, one there. The big one is we're, we're building that one. We're building the Instagram at All Damn Night Podcast. Yeah, uh, Instagram.com at All Damn Night Podcast. Facebook.com at slash All Damn Night Podcast. Uh, what else? Yeah, I'm at Brandon at All Damn Night. You're at Sean at All Damn Night. S E A N. Yeah, the right way. Um, and so yeah, this is a this is one where we want to hear from you guys. What do you think is happening? Um, our next one coming up with seventies, eighties. If you have any inside knowledge that you might want, kind of peppered into that one, we are going to dive into uh, disco, uh, hip hop, um, metal. What else we got? And MTV. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. As soon as you start putting that visual aspect into it, like music is powerful enough. But if you have music videos. That's pretty powerful. And good news, good news for you. At the end of this, this is all going to culminate in us reviewing or kind of ending back with today's MK Ultra project. So we'll get to check out uh, a complete Lady Gaga music video. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. going to be yeah. awesome. And we know you can't wait either. So be sure and check us out every week here on um, iTunes, Stitcher, all your favorite podcast platforms and on the website. And, and Spotify. Spotify, all that yeah. good stuff. And uh, oh, give us a rating too. Did you just like slide your finger? A to the good right? rating. A yeah. good rating. Four stars and up. Five only. If you don't like, if you don't like it, then don't bother. Yeah. yeah if you don't, no one star ratings. No, that's gonna drag our average down. Five stars <laughs> or nothing. Only here. Only on the greatest music podcast in history. That is this, and this is all that night.